Praise God, hallelujah. Thank God for God bringing us to a wonderful and a glorious Sunday morning. I want to thank God for your life. Thank God because God, I'm so grateful to you. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, Father, because I know that this day the Lord has made will be glad and will rejoice in it. Father, Lord, bless your people all over the world. Listen to me. Bless their heart in Jesus' name. This morning I'm supposed to teach on a passage part two, but the Lord lays in my heart to teach on a subject which is start to serve before service. In Exodus 23, 25, and 26, and you shall serve the Lord your God, and you and he shall bless your bread and your water, and I and you take and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be buried in that in thy land. The number of their days I will fulfill. Praise God. That was a very powerful word. That was a very, very powerful word. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 36, very powerful statement that the word made, the Bible made there. It said, For when David had served God's purpose, when David had served God's purpose in, the, in his whole generation, he fell asleep, he was buried with his fathers and his body decayed and the body decayed. Now, there are two things you have to look at in this same verse, in this different verse, uh, Exodus and Acts. The Bible says, when you serve the Lord, He will bless your bread, meaning He will bless the work of your hand and bless your water, He will bless your business. The Bible says you shall do great business in great on great waters. So you will bless your business, you will bless your work of your hands and uh, and it will take away sickness away from the midst of thee you say it will fulfill your days no shall be barren and you can see that what service can bring in life of a man powerful word you say when you serve the lord i will take away sickness from you that means that a man that serves god is not permitted to be sick is not permitted to be sick. A man that serves God is not permitted to be barren. A man that serves God is not permitted to live a shortened life. The Bible says in the book of Hearts, he said, after David has served God's purpose. Now, the question I want to ask you is that what are you serving? Are you serving your own purpose or you are serving God's purpose? The Bible says, after David had served God's purpose in his generation, so that's a very key word I'm holding on to there. David served God's purpose in his generation. So you have to serve God's purpose. Because purpose is the reason why you exist. Purpose is the reason why you are living. So you have to serve God's purpose. You may, many people are serving all kinds of things today. Many people are in church serving all kinds of things today. Some serve their pastor. Some serve themselves. Some don't even know who to serve. Yes, so, but the truth matter is that they are, as far as they are concerned, they are serving something. But the truth of the matter is that you have to serve God's purpose and God will service you because there's nobody who ever served God that God did not serve them. You must put service ahead of status because the greatest secret to the top is service. The greatest secret to the top is service. Service with dedication. Service with dedication will bring and faithfulness. Is is equal to success with celebration and fruitfulness. Let me put it again, service with dedication. Because when you serve, you serve dedicatedly and faithfully. 
then the result is success, celebration, and fruitfulness. Because God does not leave you the way He called you. God does not leave a man the way He called him. I was sharing with my wife yesterday, and I said, I have come to understand that God never leaves a man the way He called him. I want to ask you a question. Nobody ever buy a new car. There's no one on earth who ever buy a new car and take it for service. You, this, the cars will serve you after a while you take your car to service. You must take the car to service after a while. But it's not that the day you buy a new car, you take it for service. No, it's already service. It's new. It's brand new. So you serve God before God services you. You serve God because of services. Nobody ever buy a new generator machine for generating power in your house and you, you quickly go and take it for service. You have to use it for a while before you take it for service. Why? You must serve because why? What it means to serve means to be used before service. Failure to service the engine of that generator or the car, the car may knock down. So no man serve God and have a knock destiny. No man serve God and have a knock destiny. No man serve God and has a cracked glory. It's not possible. Because faithfulness brings a man to fruitfulness. Uh, I, I love what the Bible put say in uh, in uh, First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Very powerful statement. In First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Praise God. The Bible says in verse 12, it says, and, thank, and, and, I, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. So, for God, before God will count you faithful and put you in ministry or put you in the hands of greatness, is because God has counted you faithful because of service. Because of service, because the, the, the faithfulness brings a man to fruitfulness. God does not appoint, appoint until faithfulness is achieved. God does not approve on, until, until faithfulness is accepted. I love Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Moreover, it is, it is required in steward that a man be, be found in be found faithful that a man should be found faithful and I love Romans 13 verse 8 the Bible says God does not owe any man there's nobody that God said that God hold him God doesn't hold any man Paul said I thank God I am I, 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 I am counted faithful and God put me into ministry he put good work good service into my hand so you have to serve God there's nobody that God ever hold if you read that scripture, that 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 parable in Matthew 25, downward, when God gave one five talents, when God gave one two talents, when God gave one one talent, God is not expecting the one that have one talent to produce ten talents. God is not is not expecting the one that had two talents to produce fifteen talents. God is not expecting the one that have five talents to produce fifty five talents. Just produce double of what you have, because service. Served when you serve God is to produce double of what is given to you, and God intends to service you. Because at the end of the day, is what as you serve God, what you do because it will later be service. So faithfulness is a breeding ground for fruitfulness. In Matthew twenty-five verse twenty-one, Bible says, Bible is called all the servant. He said, "Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done." 
Nobody ever tell you well done if you have not served. Whether in the church, in an organization, in any way you find yourself, nobody ever say thank you if you have not done anything. You have to serve. Oh, that sweeping in church is part of service. Oh, that cleaning the chairs in church is part of service. That getting to work, getting to your office early, early is part of service. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. The key of the office is not my hand. It doesn't matter. Get there early than every other person is part of service because faithfulness is the breeding ground for fruitfulness. No boss will ever increase your salary if they don't see a good service. No boss. There's nowhere that you can ever have more if there's no service. No pastor ever becomes so excited and happy because, because you just come to church. You know, it's good to come to church, but you are giving extra mind. You are giving extra service. Nothing spoils ever or destroyed in the hands of a faithful servant. I love what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Paul acknowledges Timothy. He said, keep the work in the hands of faithful men. Listen to me, anytime you keep work in the hands of unfaithful people, it will die, it will destroy, it will be spoiled in their hand because they can't manage it. They can't not manage it because the watchword of a faithful man is responsibility. That's the watchword of a faithful man. When you see anybody that is faithful, one thing you notice about them is that they are responding to their ability. That is responsibility. And that's why I always encourage ladies, don't look for a rich man. Don't look for a six-pack. Some of you, you want to marry six-pack. You marry a man that has six-pack. Listen to me, a man that has six-pack who have nothing to offer to God, who does not serve God, it will become amusement park. It's a matter of time. It will soon be park. Don't look for a man with this park. Don't look for a man that is rich, but he cannot serve. Jesus asked, "Is there anyone one of you that will be able to be greatest among you? He has to serve." He said, "Even me, the Son of Man, served, and that's why you wash the feet of the apostles, the lowest level of 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 of, of slavery." in those days is to watch the feet of somebody else but Jesus had to serve wash their feet he said if you want to be great you have to serve hallelujah if you want to be great you must serve praise God so lady don't look for six pack don't look for a famous man but look for a faithful man Proverbs 20 verse 6 Bible says every man proclaim their own goodness but a faithful man who can find who can find a faithful man you want to be married to a faithful man, to, to, a, to, to, to a rich man is good. Want to marry to a famous man is good. Want to marry to a man with six pack. I don't have any problem with that. But you must look for a man that is faithful. Because if he's faithful, he will be trustworthy. If he's faithful, he will love you. Faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit. Even God is faithful. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. God is faithful. Be consistently faithful because faithfulness, fruitfulness is knocking at your door for you. Fruitfulness knock. When you are faithful, fruitfulness will be knocking at your door. Because God deal with us out our level of faithfulness. God deal with us out our level of faithfulness. In 2 Samuel 22 verse 23, Bible says to the faithful, you show yourself faithful. That's what God does. To the faithful, God himself show himself Faithful. Faithful. Faithfulness begins from the heart. It begins from the heart. You cannot be faithful until you first love. In Psalm 85, 
Lord, that scripture so much in Psalm 85. Praise God. In Psalm 85, verse, verse 10. Let's quickly look at it. Psalm 85, verse 10. I'm getting to this message seriously and I'm getting blessed. Psalm 85, verse 10. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Anytime there is faithfulness, fruitfulness, kiss, fruitfulness. Anytime there is faithfulness, there is fruitfulness. Because faithfulness and fruitfulness, they always meet together. If you are truthful to your wife, you must be faithful to her. Love commits you to be faithful to, to faithfulness and fruitfulness. Because faithfulness brings you to fruitfulness. Love commits you to faithfulness. And faithfulness brings you to fruitfulness. And fruitfulness surrenders you to greatness. Anytime you see a man that is faithful, you'll be fruitful. Anytime you see a man that is fruitful, you'll be great. You'll be, full of, you'll be great in life. A faithful man is a great manager. A faithful man carries great mantle. A faithful man experiences the great manifestation, the greatest manifestation. A faithful man commands great mandate. So the question this morning is a faithful man. In Hebrew word, it means ana, ama. Ama means steward, dedicated, dependable. People can depend on you. Your, your family can depend on you. You are trustworthy. You are not the one that they, they, they are looking for you up and down because of, because of one thing or the other. You are not running a scatter. You, you are dependable. You are trustworthy. You dedicate yourself to the work of God. Not the one that you are, to, you are greedy today. You are looking for what to get tomorrow. Serve God dedicatedly. The Greek word of, of, faith, of, faith, of faithful means bestow, which means turning the right way. Loyal, be loyal to people. Be trustworthy. Be obedient. Unchanging in your words. Not that today you say A, tomorrow you are saying B. Thoroughly grinded in relation to other people. That's what it means to be faithful. That's what means to be faithful. I've been serving God in the in the ministry of in the ministry where I, where I serve. I've been serving God faithfully, faithfully. You don't serve because of salary. Some of you that work don't work because of salary. Be faithful in your place of work. Be faithful in whatever you are doing. Listen to me. God knows how to reward. The Bible says, I have planned it all out. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thought I think towards you. I have planned it all out. Plan to take care of you. Plan not to abandon you. Plan to give you what, what you you know, what you don't even expect. Have you ever seen anybody that served God that God lived them the way he called them? Paul, God did not live him the way he called them. Peter, God did not live them the way he called them. Moses, God did not live them the way he called them. Because why? He always, he, because, because faithfulness breeds, is a breeding ground for fruitfulness. I check their life, they are unfaithful and they are unfruitful. I've never seen a man that is faithful that, that is unfruitful. Never. I have never seen. And I, I, and I will round up with the story of Nehemiah. You know the story of Nehemiah. In, in, in Nehemiah chapter, in Nehemiah chapter 1, uh, chapter 1, verse, verse 1 to 4. Let's quickly look at it. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Nehemiah is a cupbearer to the king and uh, uh, something interesting happened. The word of Lemiah, the son of Akalia, and it came to pass in the Mount Sheslil in the 20th years, as I was in the Susan in the palace, 
the Anani, one of my brethren, came and a certain men of Judah and asked them concerning the Jews and the and and, and, and escape, which were left of the capacity at the the, the the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto him, The remnant that are left of the captivity, there is the proof the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jacob, Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gate thereof are born with fire. Look at this station. Nehemiah was enjoying himself at the, at the palace. He's a copier. Who is a copier? One who served the kings. Why? One who influences the king's decision. He was enjoying himself. He was trustworthy. He was he was in a trustworthy position. The king believed so much in him. But when did you call? When did you came to fix the broken wall of Jerusalem that was down? Nehemiah had to put service ahead of status in the palace. Nehemiah chose to leave the palace to the slum. He chose to leave the pleasure to, of the palace for poverty. Ah, what a God. What a God. That's why I love, I love what the Bible says in, in, first, Corinthians, in first Corinthians chapter 4. In first Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says, Moreover, it is required, in steward, that a man be found faithful. He had to leave all of this just because of the work. That singular act brought the turnaround in his, in his destiny. From being the cupbearer to governor, your impact is more important than your income. Listen, making difference is superior than making a living. Your, 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 your service in life determines your reward with God. Those who live for status end in status because status may be fine, may be beautiful, but very immobile, useless, and good for nothing. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt becomes saltless, he said it will be useless. Men will trample on it and it will never be able to do anything again. So, those who live for service. End is stand up. The end is famous. I've never seen any man that served God that does not end in stand up. As I conclude, Elijah invited Elisha to a Bible school, to a theological seminary. But the classmates of Elijah, the sons of prophets, they were they were supposed to follow Elijah, but they were taking this true. You can see, let me tell you, service is about followership, and followership ends in leadership. Nobody ever lead except you follow. They were in the school, but they were not following. They were taking the stroke with the leader. Don't take a stroke with your leader. Follow him wholeheartedly. Follow him. If there's anyone that wants to be great, first of all, be a great follower. And he followed until he saw the master taking off. He followed in the class, outside class. He followed. This was a man that had 24 horses. 25, almost about 12 horses and 25 staff. He left everything and went to Bible school. God called him and he left everything and he watched his master taking away and the double spirit of Elijah came upon him and he performed six, it's a, 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 a 16 miracle. Elijah performed 8 miracles. The first miracle of Elijah was the last miracle of Elijah. Why? Because he followed well. I have never seen a man that God leave him the way he called him. Be passionate, be excited, optimistic, enthusiastic about life and service to God. What you get out of this life, the output you get of life is not as important as what you give into life. What you, what you drive is not as important as what drives you. Paul said, I press towards the mark 
In Luke 2.15, Jesus said, A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Right now, your generation is asking what you came to earth with them for. Download it to them now. Refuse to live for yourself alone, but live for impact and make a difference because and be more relevant. Some people die, people rejoice and forget them. Why some people die and their generation fuel their vacuum? The date, the cast died and the generation were shaking. He said, No, he must not, she must not die. In Acts chapter 9, in Acts chapter 9, verse 36 to 41, he, she died. I said, No, no, she paid my children's school fees. She's the one that do this, she wanna give this. She was so blessed to people. And because of that, Peter had to come to the scene and raise her up. Because the good of the man of the woman. The Bible says, just be good, do good, because you don't know the day of reward. Bible says, because be good, because there's always a due season for every good thing that a man does. Live a life of impact. Live a life of difference. Great men have done great things. We know them for their greatness. Azikwe, Awunawa, and great men like that. Mandela, they have done great things. Bishop Idaosa, and all of our great men. Because let me tell you, it's what you do that people will remember what when you have, when you have left. Be, 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 a, be, be a game changer in every sphere you find yourself. And I pray for you, the Lord bless you as you have listened. I decree over your life today, the Lord would make you a turning point in your destiny. As you remain faithful, God will bless you in the name of Jesus. And wherever you are faithful right now, God does not owe any man. Your reward is coming to you. You are blessed and highly faithful. Sickness is far from you. Disease is far from you. Trouble is far from you. You will make it in life. You will succeed in life. Thank you, Father. As I come your way next week, remain blessed.